Episode 75, Bonus Edition, Interview with Chuck Poole. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Educators, this is Gretchen from Always a Lesson. I'm here to empower you to reach your potential, and that's exactly why I refer to you as elite, because that really describes someone like you who takes time to invest in themselves by listening to a podcast just like this to help hone their craft. Well, today is a special day because we have a guest appearance. I want to help you reignite your passion and potential by learning from another elite educator named Chuck Poole. He's got such an empowering message. Before we jump into that interview, I want to share a little bit about Chuck. So he is from New Jersey. He is a teacher and an athletic coach for the past 15 years. He has coached many sports at the middle school level including soccer, basketball, softball, and even baseball. His passion, though, is to really impact kids in whatever way possible, and as well as impact those that teach kids each and every day. What's even greater is he is a fellow podcaster. His podcast is called Teachonomy Talks. He provides nuggets of value every Tuesday in just under 10 minutes. So that's perfect for those of you listening to podcasts on your way to work or just grabbing a quick workout. Um, He really wants to inspire you. And that's exactly how our two paths connected, is we have a Voxer group called EduPodcasters. So anyone that has a podcast in the educational sphere willing to join this Voxer group, we get on there and ask each other advice about all things tech and ideas for episodes and connect with each other. And Jennifer Gonzalez, who is the author of Cult of Pedagogy podcast and blog, introduced him and invited him into the group, and I thought it was a perfect match for exactly what we do here is an Empower You Teachers, Um, and he definitely has a great message, so I'm really excited for you to hear it. We actually decided to do a unique episode, so instead of connecting through Skype and doing a normal interview, we just went through Voxer, because that's how we met each other, and it just seemed perfect um, to be able to bounce back and forth with some questions and answers. So I'll chime in every now and again as he's talking and kind of share my two cents, but I'm really excited that I get an opportunity to share Chuck Poole with you today. So let's go ahead and dive in. Hi, my name is Chuck Poole. I'm from New Jersey. I've been a teacher and a coach for over 15 years. I've taught in the middle school and I've coached soccer, basketball, softball, and baseball. And I have found that the students that I've had the privilege of teaching and coaching have had such an impact on me that it's been remarkable. I mean, they're basically the reason I love what I do because they've taught me so much over the years. So I'd have to say that my passion, in all honesty, is to impact kids at any chance I get and then also to impact the very people who are teaching them every day. So that's that's me. All right. So if you can't tell, Chuck's a normal guy, right? He sounds like someone you can just chat all day with. He's super down to earth. 
And like he said, being able to learn from those that you're teaching is really the best outcome possible in education. And I have found that, especially being a coach, not an athletic coach like Chuck, but instructional coach, the people I am teaching actually end up teaching me more. And I felt that way in the classroom too. You know, I had everything planned out in my lesson plan. I knew what I was going to teach them. Or maybe it was just a life lesson I knew I wanted to impart on my kiddos. And at the end of the day, I'd go home and feel like such a new person because my kids had filled me with knowledge that I didn't even know I didn't have. And because they are teaching me, I'm getting better. I'm getting more effective, but I'm also deepening as a person. It's just so rewarding to be an educator for so many reasons, but mostly because of the connections. And that's exactly what Chuck is talking about here, being able to really impart knowledge to those kids, but then even also affect the future by working with anyone else that's working with kids. You really widen your pool of influence. And like he said, just loving the opportunity to learn from the people you're connected with. All right, now back to Chuck. Sometimes it's hard to talk about how effective you can be unless you have people that are there that you trust, that are there to give you honest feedback. And also in order to become the best teacher you can be, you must be willing to take the constructive criticism as well as the pats on the back throughout your career. So I think that through my years of teaching, I've had the privilege of being mentored by many people, some of which have been in education and some that have not been in education, which I think has been a great advantage because sometimes a perspective that's outside the norm can be the one that changes everything. I have to stop Chuck right here because this is exactly what I talk about all the time being a teacher coach is you have got to be open to feedback. And the one thing that really holds people back from becoming a new teacher or passing our program or just excelling on the performance rubric is implementation of feedback. It's not that you have to agree with it. It's not that it had to be your idea, but you have to be willing to say, you know what, that's a different perspective. I didn't think about that. I'm not even sure it's going to work, but I'm going to give it a shot because I trust you. I value your opinion and I want to get better. So I would rather just try everything I possibly can than look back later and say, I wish I had tried XYZ. So I'm so glad Chuck brought that up. And even greater is he mentions mentorship outside of your circle of influence. And I love that because I have always said when I get asked, you know, who's your mentor? I say, I have a ton because I'm, we all are a diverse people, right? So I have someone in education that inspires me. I have someone in a faith-based background that inspires me. I have someone in strong relationships who inspire me. And even in education, I have different mentors. I mean, I've got someone at the elementary level who helps me really ensure my content is strong, but I've also got leaders um, of elementary schools who help me really ensure that I'm sharpening my saw as an educational leader. And so like he's saying, it's important that you look outside, you cast your net wide to get opinions. And it doesn't just have to be someone on your grade level, someone in your school, someone who's a teacher. It could be someone totally in a different field who has the biggest impact on you. And what I've heard from all of you listeners, and many of you are parents. I was so shocked when you write into iTunes with review and say you're a parent. I'm thinking, what? I didn't realize that you would find value in what I'm saying, but that's because a lot of what happens in education can be played out in many other avenues. And so people from all walks of life have something similar to be able to apply to your situation. You know, they are 
may come from a different perspective because their scenario is a tad different, but the message is the same or the value in, in their experience is really going to be what you take away from the interaction. So such great advice from Chuck. Let's dive back in. See, I grew up playing sports pretty much my whole life, and I've always had the mentality that comes with being part of a team. The coaches that I've had through the years have, I guess, instilled a mentality in me that teamwork always accomplishes more than the individual. They've also hammered into me the importance of hard work and constructive criticism in order to improve. And finally, every coach that I've had um, always came to practice or games with a, with a specific plan. So over the years, more recently, to be honest, I've slowly learned to incorporate some of these coaching elements into my classroom, as well as with any teachers that I've had the chance to mentor. On the other hand, I've had great mentors in the education world, and without dropping names or leaving anyone out, I'd have to say that I believe educators are some of the most generous people when it comes to mentorship that I've ever met. Regardless of how famous or popular they may be at any given time, they're always willing to lend a helping hand. Because I think that all teachers understand that one of the best tools, so to speak, that we have as educators are each other. And anytime we can tap into the ideas of others, we can produce great things. I got to stop right here and interject and say, yes, you have got to get connected. The best thing I ever did was get connected on Twitter and Twitter chats, which then turned into these Voxer groups, which then turned into LinkedIn connections. And I have just had the best time meeting other educators who are on fire for what they do, who are so humble and willing to help you, just like Chuck said. I mean, we are a generous people. If you don't ask, you don't know that someone's willing to help you out for free out of their own time that they could be spending with their families. And they don't mind because they love helping people and they love meeting other educators. So I would say right now, if you have not gotten on social media and connected with other educators, you need to. And it's not going to be as weird or awkward as you think that the first time you are in a chat or that you retweet somebody or that you just privately message them and say, hey, I'm an educator. I love what you're doing here's a question I had for you, or what would you do when, or, or I just wanted to say thank you for giving back to the community. Whatever it is that you want that first interaction to be, get it out of the way, and then from there you're going to notice how rapidly your impact increases because of the value in your connections. And as Chuck is saying, please don't be scared. Educators are the most generous people. They are willing and ready to help you, but you've got to reach out and ask. And social media is one way to get out of your own bubble, out of your own town, out of your own city, state, and find other people who are in love with education to the level that you are and who are going to inspire you in new ways and who have perspective other than your own because they have different kids and different circumstances and it is a blessing. So please, if you do one thing today, go get connected. All right, back to Chuck. Of course, some of the most important influences in our lives and specifically in my life are the people who love us the most, which I would say would be our family. I know that without my wife, for example, I probably would struggle keeping things moving forward. It's because of her encouragement and her constant belief in me that I feel I can continue to produce good things. She has no problem giving me constructive criticism, but I know that she always has my best interest at heart. And our loved ones are the ones that are always there to lift us up when things kind of go wrong and cheer us on when things are great. So I'd have to say that I've become a more effective teacher each year 
because of the people in my life. And because of them, I've learned a few things as well. Number one, I've learned to try to seek out constructive criticism from people that I trust that have my best interests and my kids' best interests at heart. Because although praise and a pat on the back for a job well done is awesome, I think that it's the honest feedback when we don't do things well that will help us improve. When I first started teaching, I found myself getting very defensive when people would try to help me. And therefore, I just kind of stayed the same. So learning to have thick skin and seek out trusted mentors has made a huge difference in my teaching career. Number two, I've learned that I've tried to find at least one person every year who's willing to, for lack of a better term, mentor me so that I can stay grounded and improve. And this mentor is not always a fellow teacher and isn't always in the education field. And to be honest, it's somebody that I think is a very strong leader in whatever they do. And then number three, I have definitely learned that I make mistakes often, but I learn from them. So when I try something that doesn't work, I write it down to remember it. And I do the same thing when something works well, because I really believe that when we struggle, we learn, but we only truly internalize the lessons we've learned if we find a way to remember them. So for me, it's writing things down immediately. What writing things down for me it does is it basically helps me form a plan. And no matter what I do in life, I enter into it with a plan of attack. And I think that that's key because in order to be effective, especially as a teacher over a long period of time, you have to have a plan and a vision of where you want to go and how things are going to be done. Flying by the seat of your pants will only take you so far. And I've seen that teachers without a plan of attack for just about everything seem to burn out quickly. I've been effective because I've learned to seek out constructive criticism, find trusted mentors to help guide me, and I've learned to always have a plan of attack. It's because of these many mentors, coaches, colleagues, and loved ones that I'm now able to pay it forward and share what they've helped me learn over the years through my platform and my podcast each week. And one thing that I can't stress enough is that when people pour their knowledge and experience into you, I really feel it's our responsibility to pass that on in any way that we can to reach the most amount of people possible. Because in my opinion, that's truly how we could change the world. Holy cow, value bomb central, right? Who cannot be in love with Chuck right now? He said so many amazing things. Make mistakes often. Yes. I mean, the only way you ever progress is to try. And when you try, sometimes it goes well and sometimes it doesn't. But you got to get back up to bat and keep swinging. That's the only way that you get better is doing it over and over and over again. And I love his advice about writing it down. That way you can improve. And year to year, you're going to forget all the little tweaks you want to make to your lessons because let's face it, we're teaching so much information in so many different ways that when we go to teach it again the next year, we're like, wait, I remember I wanted to do something different, but I can't remember what that was. So I love his advice. Write it down, the plus and the minus, the what went well and what didn't go well. You know, write it on the top of the lesson plan or on index cards or keep them nearby, whatever your system is. But if you aren't holding yourself accountable to be better, also celebrate the wins, but get better by improving and tweaking those little things, then you're missing an opportunity to really impact students and love making mistakes. That's the only way you are going to move forward. And I am totally stealing this nugget that he said, and it's worth repeating. So hang with me. He said, when we struggle, we learn, but only internalize lessons we learned if we find a way to remember them. And that's exactly what he's saying here about writing it down. It's that accountability piece. Grab your phone, type it in, and, and I bet 
the one tweak you want to make to this lesson could be applied to other such lessons. Maybe it's you're calling on the same person too much. Maybe you're not circulating. Maybe your back is to the audience for too long. Maybe you didn't integrate technology enough. You know, maybe it's something broad that can really be implemented the very next day to a totally different piece of content. And he also said, hey, you've got to have a plan. You've got to know what you're doing. You can't just walk in willy-nilly and hope it goes well. That is not how you're going to reach kids. It's certainly not how you're going to meet their needs. So you need to go in with a plan. Now, with that said, it's not always going to go to that plan. But you've got to at least have a roadmap for where you plan to go to keep you centered, to ensure that you're doing the best possible job. And then the best advice ever, pay it forward. Like we were just talking about, Educators are so generous, so if there are mentors who are pouring into you, that is your duty to make sure you are now pouring into others. Find those teachers that need help. What is your strength? Go find someone that you can pour into. Not only does it make you feel so fantastic to bless them, but it is exactly how the love of educators goes round and round, as we make sure we keep lending a helping hand. Man, that segment was so hot from Chuck. You need to go back and replay that a couple times. But let's dive in to see what he has to say next. I think I'd like to speak to the teachers right now who are feeling a little stressed. Maybe you're a new teacher or you're in transition and things seem a bit overwhelming. I want to let you know that I am with you. I'm here alongside you and sometimes things get tough. But my advice to you, if you're a bit stressed, if you're brand new to teaching or maybe you're in a transition, is to know your why. I did an exercise a few years ago with a mentor of mine where all he told me to do was sit and write down my why. I had no idea that he, what he wanted me to even write. So I asked him what he meant. And he simply repeated, write down your why. Why do you do what you do? What is your purpose when you step into the classroom every day? And I'm going to be honest, I sat there for a while and I had nothing to write down. I felt as if maybe I wasn't as passionate about this as I thought. I mean, I knew I was teaching because I wanted to impact students. I wanted to change their lives for the better. I loved being able to pass knowledge on to the next generation. And I loved having vacation times that came with teaching. But I knew that my why would have to be something that I could look at during even the toughest times. And it would not simply keep me doing what I'm doing, but it would drive me forward without looking back. I had never really taken the time to think about my why. And I think that sitting for 10 minutes and really focusing on it, defining it, has made such a difference in my career. What I finally came up with encompassed some of what I was thinking, but on a much grander scale. You see, my why, the reason I do what I do each and every day, the reason nothing, no matter how stressed or overwhelmed I become, can cause me to stop, was the students. But not only the students, but the opportunity that I have as a teacher to help them change the world they will be living in. My why, I found, was much bigger than me and therefore was something that I keep in the back of my mind always to remind me of my purpose. See, as a teacher, I realized that I can make a difference and I can help change the world one student at a time. So if you're a new teacher and you're trying to find your way, I would tell you to stop for a moment. Instead of worrying about your next lesson plan, whether or not you're drowning because of backed up grading or how students are driving you crazy in class, those are all important topics, but I would first stop just for a moment and figure out your why. Because if you know your why, you'll do whatever it takes to remedy the smaller issues that seem so big right now. If you're a teacher who's stressed because of all the crazy requirements you have, or you feel as though you just can't teach because of it, or maybe you feel that things are getting so crazy that no one understands, I would encourage you to take a moment, sit, and write out your why. 
post it in your room so you can see it every day and just know that what you do is not easy, but it's so worth it in the end. And even if you're a teacher that's in transition, maybe you're deciding to get into teaching, possibly you're moving from a subject matter to a different one, a grade level to a different grade level. I would say that no matter where you may be headed, it is your why that should drive everything you decide to do. So if you can focus on that, then the other things you're moving from or toward will fall into place. So I guess I just wanna to say to remember that your why is so important. And once you grasp a hold of it, the sky's the limit. Good God. I mean, can you believe you're getting this stuff for free? <laughs> I would have paid to go sit and listen to Chuck talk. I am so inspired right now and wish I could rewind a decade ago and decide what is my why. You know, he talks about not just knowing your why, but writing down the why. He's big on this accountability, a piece of writing things down. And I'm starting to really become a fan of this idea to ensure you really keep it in the forefront of your mind and you achieve it versus it just being a thought or a feeling that you had at one point in time. So I'm sitting here reflecting, what was my why? Well, when I started, I wanted to be the best teacher, right? I wanted to be teacher of the year. I wanted to change the universe. I wanted to be a parent to all the kids that didn't have parents. I think that was honorable, but I also think it was short-sighted. It was way too general. You know, when I go in every single day, I want to make sure that I am planned thoroughly for every subject. I want to make sure all my materials are prepped and ready. I want to make sure I make eye contact with each and every one of my students. I want to make sure I smile throughout the day because I know I was so serious and so nervous <laughs> that first year. I don't even know if I smiled. I want to have fun. I want to make sure that I leave every day giving students a piece of life advice. I mean, those are some tangible, actionable steps I wanted to take every day. But my my main theme with everything that I just mentioned, my why is to make sure I help these kids have a better life than when they walked in the door that morning. That means I am equipping them with knowledge. I'm equipping them with self-confidence. I'm equipping them with a full love tank. I just want to make sure that when they leave me, they are stronger and that they are better than when they came in. And man, does that really change your perspective every day you're, you're in the grind and you're frustrated with paperwork and meetings and parent requests when you keep that why in the forefront of your mind because you're going to write it down and you're going to put it on your computer and you're going to put it in your grade book and you're going to put it on your window and you're going to put it on your mirror when you get ready in the morning it's going to be in front of your face to really help center you and keep focused on what's the most important know your why and write it down excellent stuff all right i don't think it can get better but let's jump back in and see what chuck's got next so I came into podcasting because I decided that I really wanted to be able to encourage teachers. So I figured I would do a little research first and find a way to do it because I'd really never gotten into it before. So over the summer, I decided to take some online courses with some great influencers and each one of them kept pointing back to podcasting. So I started listening to podcasts of all types from Pat Flynn to Michael Hyatt and they were awesome. But the strange thing was, I couldn't seem to find any educational podcasts. And every time that I would search for one, I'd get some kind of learn a language type thing, which is not what I was looking for. But finally, I actually stumbled across an educational podcast that sparked my interest, which was Jennifer Gonzalez, Cult of Pedagogy podcast. 
I mean, I loved everything that she was about. So I loved that she was talking to teachers and she was giving advice and tips to make life in the classroom better. And the fact that the format was so accessible and that so many people could easily get to it made it very tempting to try. So I did. And kind of being a tech nerd, um, I had to go out and find some good audio equipment and just get started. But you see, what I kind of noticed and the reason that really brought me to podcasting were the benefits to everyday life. I like them really for three simple reasons. Number one, they could be listened to for free at any time. So whether I was in the car, working out, or simply sitting at home, I was able to hear them. Number two, which I love, is they're basically from real people who can relate to other real people. And I love the fact that podcasts give an opportunity to kind of bring ideas and thoughts to people and spread knowledge. And then number three, they just gave me something to look forward to each week. Since most of the ones that I listened to were weekly, I was able to anticipate them kind of like I do with my favorite TV shows. And it made it really attractive. So I decided I'm going to create one myself. So I went ahead and created the podcast Teachonomy Talks, which you can find on iTunes and Stitcher, or you could simply visit teachonomy.com slash podcast for the episode archives. I guess you could say, though, that my mission with Teachonomy Talks is to provide nuggets of value to teachers each and every week. The podcast has a new episode every Tuesday and is designed for busy teachers who want to be inspired or encouraged and who are looking for tips in under 10 minutes because each episode that I do is five to 10 minutes in length so that teachers can listen either on the way to work, on the way home, or even right before their school day begins. And the topics that I cover are what seem to be important to teachers in the trenches, so to speak. For example, the last few episodes were titled Relax, Three Ways to Reduce Stress, and Three Life Lessons Every Student Should Learn. And in these episodes, I basically touched on how we can relieve stress and some strategies to implement them right away. And then, of course, how to teach students some very important life lessons that they can carry with them forever and how I do it. So I found that that was pretty valuable. I guess you could say that my goal is to cover the art of teaching and focus on topics to help the teacher as a whole, both in the classroom as well as outside of it. So what you get with Teachonomy Talks is a podcast that has a goal to encourage, equip, and inspire teachers and form community through it all. Well, that's awesome. So now you have another podcast that you can go listen to, probably binge listen. you got to start from the beginning. And you're such a fan of Chuck after this episode, you're going to want to snag every tidbit that he's willing to share, right? I know that I enjoyed having Chuck as a guest, and that surely was an empowering message. I know I want to go back and listen to a couple sections that really hit home for me, and I want to think about a little bit more before I go out and uh, take on my day. But I highly suggest, hey, when I said start connecting, this would be a perfect person to reach out to on social media and say, Thank you so much for empowering me. I listened to your podcast episode. I'm going to go check out your own podcast. I can't wait to learn along with you. And go ahead and ask him a question. He is willing to, to give you a quick nugget for free, of course. And then let that relationship continue to build. And maybe he knows someone that's going to bless you some more or someone that you can bless. And allow your connections to just go from there. But Chuck would definitely be a great starting point. Make sure you go to the show notes page. Go to alwaysalesson.com. Click on podcast. You'll find this episode there, and you can find all the details for how to connect with him, see his picture and a quick bio, and you can do that all from your phone. So don't feel like you got to rush back to your computer. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's special edition interview podcast with Chuck Poole. 
Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is sponsored by the Educators Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcast.com. Network.com for more details.